What's up, guys? This is episode 97 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Scott Sturman, Matt Deitch, just like normal. What's back? Crack a lacking? Not much. Not much. Getting kind of rid of our colder days here, and it sounds like warm weather's back on the way. So Warm weather is back on the way. We've had a couple warm days uh, behind us, uh, but uh, we had a cold snap, and guess what, Matt? Some people hit the ice. Some people did. Some people did hit the ice. Our buddy Craig EXL, uh, Chris Peters, um, uh, Scott Olson out there in the Black Hills. I think uh, they were kind of the first people to uh, really crack it. And uh, we've had some more people after that kind of posting on Facebook. And uh, right. so, uh, yeah, ice season, uh, we can officially say it's upon us. And, yeah, uh, and the, all the shows are a couple weeks away. They're starting up too. You bet. You bet. And we'll talk about that later on in the show. But uh uh, we got a pretty cool guest uh, today, Todd Heitkamp, uh, the the man behind Dakota Angler and the man behind the Ice Institute, which uh, now is officially the biggest ice show in the United States. That's right. That's pretty cool. Uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of other ice shows going on. Well, I should <laughs> easy, Scott. There is not a lot of other sh- ice shows going on, but there are other ice shows going on, uh, you know. Clear Lake Bait and Tackle's got a nice show. Stans has got a nice show. Uh, I think a lot of the Shields is uh, are having a nice show, or you know, some sort of little ice right. events and whatnot. But uh, you know, this is this is the granddaddy of them all this year, and uh, so we can't wait to get over and uh, talk to Todd about uh, you know what's all going into it on uh, on a pretty freaking crazy year. Oh, that's for sure, all the way around. Uh, I couldn't imagine what it's like trying to plan something to that magnitude for this year well just go out and think about it i mean todd has to buy all that stuff right to to have that that event well i mean how do you make a purchase purchases like that when it's like you well am i gonna have this right. am i not gonna have this if i make this big purchase and we can't have it well then what and no exactly hey i know one way to figure out exactly what what's going on in the mind of todd high camp well i think we could talk to him about all it. all right let's get over to him and we're here today with Mr. Dakota Angler, Todd Heitkamp. Todd, how we doing? <laughs> I'm doing fine. I've never been called Mr. Dakota Angler before. That's uh, pretty cool, but I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I think it's going to stick. Matt called you Sir Dakota Angler. Which one do you prefer? <laughs> I don't know. Both of them make me feel really old, so I don't know which one I prefer. I don't know old, just experienced, right? <laughs> See, no, that's the politically correct way of saying you're old, Todd. <laughs> Now, Todd, we always uh, we get every show started off with a couple random questions. Uh, what's your fast food restaurant of choice? Fast food restaurant of choice. Uh, I would say, you know, I don't know if you consider it uh, fast food, but I would say Jackie's. Uh, it's a Mexican restaurant. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah, definitely, definitely a good place. You bet. Yeah. Uh, how about how about cereal? We'll stay on the food thing. What's your favorite cereal? <sighs> Uh, you know, I don't eat cereal, I guess. You know, if uh, oh, I take that back, you know, if here's the kid in me. If I'm at a hotel and spending the night and I, you know, they have the continental breakfast in the morning. And if they have uh, tricks or Fruit Loops, I'm all over that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the other the other safe uh, answer on that one is just Rice Krispie bars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whether or not you have breakfast at 8 o'clock or in the morning or 8 o'clock at night, it still qualifies, right? That's, That's exactly right. right. That's right. Now, Todd, uh, obviously, uh, well, first off, are you getting any sleep right now? Uh, you know, I'm managing a little, uh, but, uh, I'm sure in about the next week or so, it's probably going to be less and less. Oh yeah. 
Yep. So, I mean, obviously for the listeners that don't know that have been living under a rock, uh, the Dakota Angler Ice Institute coming down the pipe here, uh, November 13th through 15th at the Sioux Falls Arena. And Todd, you actually had to expand that out into the convention center because you've got so many vendors this year. Well, that's exactly right. Uh, you know, it's for the first year, we're actually going to be in uh, the full arena and then also the part of the convention center next year. Uh, just to give you an idea, we're going to be in all of the arena in the entire convention center. It will all be one Dakota Angler Ice Institute. But uh, this year we decided to uh, take advantage of the fact that part of it came open and we jumped at it. That allowed us to have more vendors in there, uh, but also allowed us to spread out a little bit more, you know, mainly due to the health concerns as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I never thought about that. You know, just the fact that uh, you don't want to pile the booths right on top of each other probably. Well, that's exactly right. You know, I think a lot of people are concerned uh, that they want to, you know, thinking about coming into an indoor facility with a lot of people. And if we can take some uh, health precautions uh, and keep them in mind uh, and spread things out a little bit more, I think everyone's going to appreciate that, uh, the attendees and also the the vendors themselves. You bet. For sure. Now, Todd, uh, I mean, it's no secret. Uh, the St. Paul Ice Show has canceled. A lot of ice shows, you know, uh, events at bait shops have canceled. Um how much bigger, how, how many more vendors did you have that locked in on the Ice Institute after some of these other places have canceled? Well, he, I don't give away my trade secrets. Of course they want to come to me first. <laughs> first and, you know, I was going to say, know, come yeah. on now. You, you just got done calling me mister, and then what? you throw a question out like that. No. Well, you you're, just you're said right. that you had to expand. You didn't have room for all these other <laughs> vendors, and now you're kind of feeling bad for them, like, oh, I guess I'll take you on. Okay, you can try to dig yourself out of that one. That's okay. <laughs> uh, no, you're, you're exactly right, though, Scott. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, it, it didn't hurt us when the St. Saint Paul Ice Show canceled, number one, with the number of people coming in, but also the number of vendors. And I'm talking like, uh, you know, small mom and pop shops or, uh, you know, startup businesses that are trying to get their goods or their uh, tackle uh, in front of people. We are really, uh, now this year, we are the largest ice fishing show in the nation uh, because the St. Paul Ice Show canceled, the Blaine Ice Show canceled, and uh, now there's one up in Fargo, but but uh, that's talking about uh, living on uh, on the edge of uh, being canceled as well. So, you know, our hope and our, our prayers are that uh, we don't get canceled here, but uh, yeah, we've had over 30 new vendors that, uh, that signed up after a lot of these shows uh, actually canceled. Wow. So how many vendors does that put you at then? Uh, just, just right around a hundred, 101, 102. Very nice. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Now, Todd, how many vendors did you have at that first one? <laughs> the first show, it's called yeah. Todd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one, one, one vendor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we had, we were selling everything, all of our inventory at that point in time, you know? Uh, so we had pro staffers that were here from clam or frable, uh, also, uh, um, you know, otter, Aquaview. So uh, it was very few, but uh, as far as people is concerned, we only had 50 people that attended the first one, and that's been 12 years ago now. Now, I mean, do you ever just all of a sudden just catch yourself thinking like, holy moly, this has gotten big? Oh, yeah. Uh, There's no doubt. uh, It's not a day that goes by that I don't think about it. Uh, You know, my family and I, we talk about it all the time as well that uh, you know, after the first one, even the second one, my wife and I looked at each other and said, do, is it really worth continuing going through all this work to, to do? And, uh, you know, we decided to, to, to take the next leap of faith, which was we went to the church and did it down there. 
uh, you know, no pun intended, of going to a church and having a leap of faith. But, uh, you know, and, and the good Lord blessed us and, uh, and kept it growing. And then uh, our church that we had it at said, well, you know, hey, we have different plans for uh, the facility. You know, you might need to find a, a larger place to go. And the next largest place was the arena. And that was a huge leap of faith because I was really sweating it out whether or not people would show up. And, and thankfully they have, and it continues to grow every year. And, uh, you know, and obviously, as we talked about earlier, the, 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 the show floor continues to grow as well. Isn't, isn't it crazy just how much ice fishing in general has grown in the last 12 years? It really is. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's grown leaps and bounds. And I think it's the one sport, done, obviously, that is uh, growing, uh, you know, tenfold. Uh, and, uh, you know, this year, obviously, being a COVID year, uh, fishing over the entire country uh, took off uh, as a sport or as a leisure activity that people could do as a family. But ice fishing has been there for how many years? And it continues to, to gain popularity. You know, uh, you live here in the upper Midwest. What else are you going to do in the winter, middle of winter than uh, go ice fishing? So you might as well take advantage of it. Right. That's right. Now, you know, uh, it, it's been the big talk, you know, in the fishing industry that people, you know, are having tackle shortages, you know, uh, sporting goods shortages, period. Do you think that that's going to be an issue uh, with the Ice Institute or, or no issue? I don't think it's going to be an uh, issue for the show. I think thereafter it may be an issue. We've been told, you know, we got all of our shacks and everything in already. So we're, we're good to go with that. Uh, I know that Clam uh, and Otter, they're bringing down trailers, uh, semi-trailers uh, of shacks and other inventory uh, to sell at the show. So uh, at the show, it shouldn't be an issue. But afterwards, uh, the, the supply chain definitely has been impacted. And we all heard stories, as you alluded to. And uh, we've been told by a number of companies that, you know, uh, you got your initial order, but we don't know what you're going to be able to get after that. And so we planned accordingly for not only for the show, but also for the store, uh, because we want to be known here at Dakota Angler as kind of your ice fishing headquarters, but your fishing headquarters. And so that if uh, someone else doesn't have it, you know that we'll have it. Uh, and hopefully people will stop here first. And so uh, we're expecting some issues, but not for the show. Good. Nice. So, so uh, take advantage of the deals is what you're saying right. because you yeah, we're, we're telling people right away that if you come to the show and you see something that you want to buy, you better buy it because right. you never know when you're going to see it again, and you're definitely not going to see it at the price that you're going to that we're going to have at the institute. Oh, for sure. Now, Todd, can you tell us about some of the deals, or, or is that something you better show up to figure it yeah, out? Yeah, I can't. I can't really talk about uh, the the deals per se, but I, like I've told people before is that you're not going to find it cheaper anyplace else. You may think that you're going to, you know, uh, look around and, and find it on a Black Friday special or whatever. You might find it on a Black Friday special, but it's last year's model. It's not this year's model. Uh, it may be something different. But uh, also, you know, uh, just to give you an idea, uh, like a Markham is offering a $50 rebate uh, throughout the, the next couple of months, as well as Garmin. Garmin is offering a $200 rebate. But now you couple that with the savings that you're going to see and then be able to take advantage of at the show, you're basically almost doubling and tripling your money in many locations uh, uh, around the show. So, uh, you know, you want to take advantage of the, the great deals that you're going to find at the Institute. Oh, and then on top of it, too, you're going to be able to talk to, like, a pro staff a member of those companies and, you know, be right there in contact with them. Well, exactly. You know, it's nice to be able to come into a store like ours. We use all the stuff that we sell, and so we know what we're talking about. 
uh, compared to some of the other stores, if you know what I mean, uh, some of the bigger box stores. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, you you uh, you go to the institute and, and you actually talk to the pro staffers, or in some cases, the owners of the company right. uh, are, are going to be there, and so you'll be able to rub elbows with those. Well, you know, not maybe rub elbows this year, uh, but you'll be able to talk uh, talk to them and a- have all your questions answered. And make sure you're getting the things that you want to get. Uh, we don't believe in pressure sales, whether or not it's here at the store or at the show. Uh, and that's why we have the show three days, not just one day. All right. Nice. Now, uh, have, have you had any backlash, Todd? I mean, I, I don't, I mean, you know, I, I realize as far as uh, backlash as far as having the show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I have. I am not going to uh, lie about that. Uh, I've received. Uh, you know, some emails that have painted me in a lesser light, if you know what I mean. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, and and I I get that. And I mean, my God, I'm a weather forecaster. I have a, a very have a very thick skin. I get many death threats <laughs> and uh, yeah. hate mails all the time. So, uh, you know, with the show, I, like I've told people, and I responded to it, and I've had some comments on Facebook and the whole thing as well. And I'm just saying is that you know we're having the show. If you uh, choose not to come. I understand that. If it's due to health reasons, I understand that. Uh, no one's forcing you to forcing you to come, but we're giving people the option uh, to decide for themselves. Uh, and I, that's why I firmly believe is that it's a decision that you need to make for yourself. And now, if you come to the show uh, right now, as as we speak, uh, masks are going to be encouraged, not going to be required. Now that could change. And, you know, in the uh, the days leading up to the show, that the city of Sioux Falls may change your ordinance or the state. I'm not sure, but I'm not in control of that. Uh, all I am c- in control of is doing what I know that uh, we're in charge of, such as uh, you know, we're having hand sanitizer uh, stations uh, throughout the event site. We're going to encourage as much distancing as we possibly can. Uh, but we're going to hopefully have people that are going to use their common sense. And I think that's what it, this all comes down to is people just need to use common sense uh, and think about the people that they're around at that point in time. Exactly. Absolutely. We are 100% on board with you. Um, Todd, you know, obviously, I don't know. Do you know uh, what your attendance was last year? Yeah, it was just under, uh, I want to say 6,400. 6,400. Are you yep. thinking, I mean, are you thinking that you're going to break that this year or with everything going on, you know, hoping to just you know, match it or? Yeah, I, I wish I had an idea, guys. Uh, it could, uh, everyone that is telling me uh, from the, uh, you know, from the, the tackle companies, they're expecting uh, things to, to blow the roof off the, the arena uh, as far as attendance is concerned because since this is the only show uh, of its nature, that there is going to be people flocking in from uh, around the upper Midwest, and that's why Clam and those guys are bringing down trailers and semis to, to handle the inventory needs at that point in time. But, you know, I also am a realist too, uh, and uh, also <laughs> I'm a little bit of a pessimist thinking that, you know, you go through all this work and people may not show up because of the virus situation, and I get that. But uh, we, we got to prepare for uh, having a large number of people, and hopefully that turns out. And hopefully we match, you know, as many as we had last year. It would be nice to have a little bit more than that. But, uh, you know, we'll take whatever we can get. Now, are you guys still planning on having any seminars or speakers or anything like that? Or is that not this year? Yeah, that's the one thing that has uh, been cut for uh, this year's program has been the seminars. And I know a lot of people are disappointed to hear that. Uh, but we can't uh, social distance enough uh, right. in those seminar rooms to, to make 
not only the the patrons or the the visitors feel safe, but also the speakers. And you know, let's be honest, some of the speakers are up there in age, and uh, I, the last thing I want to have happen is any of them get sick uh, while doing a presentation at the institute. So. Uh, we thought it would be in our best nature and everyone else's uh, best nature to to uh, postpone the seminars this year, but reconvene them next year. Yeah, yep, yep. that's, that's fair idea. enough. Now, Todd, do you know uh, are any of the big names going to be down there? Do you, I mean, you know, do you do you know anyone who's for sure locked into coming? Uh, I, the only one I know for sure is Brad Hawthorne. It will be down here, uh, but the, you know, a lot of the people are just playing it by ear. Yeah, uh, there's going to be a number of uh, pro staffers from each of the companies uh, here, uh, but they're not really saying. I know that Brad, uh, his wife is pregnant, but due oh, yeah. any day right now. And so uh, he's hoping that she gives birth beforehand so then she he can come to the show. Uh, I know Dave Gens was thinking about coming here, but again, has thought probably a little bit be- uh, better of it because of the recent spikes that's been going on. Uh, so again, I, I uh, we're just playing it by ear, and that whoever shows up is just going to be welcome, to say the least. And uh, uh, and that's why I don't want to promote uh, who is actually going to be there, because uh, if I all of a sudden promote that Dave Gantz is going to be there, someone else is going to be there, and then the last minute doesn't show up because of health issues, uh, then it looks bad. So uh, we're just telling people show up for the great deals, the great time. I mean, if anyone's interested in ice fishing. Uh, the Sioux Falls Arena Convention Center, November thirteenth and fifteenth, is going to be the place to be. Oh yeah, absolutely. What what's the cost to attend? And we're doing the same thing as we did last year: five dollars a day, or twelve dollars a weekend pass. Now I'm I'm sure a lot of people may not take advantage of the weekend pass because there's no seminars this year. Uh, but still, you know, if you you got over a hundred boosts to get get through, and uh, you know, you may want to think about just making a half day of it, or if you're bringing your family up. Maybe uh, your wives and uh, friends are going out shopping for half a day, and you go into the institute for half a day, and then you make a, a second day of it. So, uh, again, we're giving people the option of uh, having that weekend pass, but uh, I think most people are going to just do the the five dollar a day pass. And and by the way, and if you people have never been there before, there's no charge for parking whatsoever. It's absolutely right. free. Free parking. You bet. Now, Todd. Uh I don't, I don't know. I mean, if you've got anything else that you want to quick put out there about the show, uh, you, you certainly can uh, have the stage right now. But otherwise, uh, just one more time, uh, tell us when it's going to be, where it's going to be. And, uh, you know, if, if somebody wants to go and find a little bit more information, where can they find that information? Well, yeah. And, and you know, guys, thanks for having me on the, uh, once again this year. But if anyone has any interest in uh, learning more about the Institute, uh, if you're on uh, social media, uh, you can follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, also Instagram, as well as Snapchat, and then uh, also on our website, dakotaangler.com. Uh, but we do have an ICE Institute Facebook page that uh, has talked about uh, some of the vendors that are going to be on hand. But like I said, over 100 vendors will be on, in place. You're not going to find any deals like this anywhere else. It's going to be a great uh, great time, a great show. Uh, and uh, November 13th through the 15th at Sioux Falls Arena Convention Center, $5 to get in the door. And if anyone has any questions that uh, they can't get answered anyplace else, by all means, give us a call. And our phone number is 605-336-9132. Very cool. Now, Todd, uh, you know, thanks for joining the show. But I think I can say for all the fishermen, uh, you know, here in the, you know, tri-state area and beyond, you know, thanks for all the effort that you uh, have to put in. I mean, you, you don't put on a show like this by just waking up one morning and deciding, yeah, heck, let's throw this thing together. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into it. A big, you know, money commitment for you too. I mean, you know, it, it it's not free to 
lock up the the whole entire convention center and, and arena for a whole entire weekend. Well, I appreciate that, guys. And, you know, you know, big thanks to my family, but also thanks to our customers and you guys that come out to support the event. But I think that that's the one thing that people need to understand is that I'm not a promoter. I'm a mom and shop, mom and pop uh, bait tackle uh, shop owner and a weather forecaster as well. Uh, but, in, you know, we have to buy all the inventory that you see over there. Well, that's different up at St. Paul I Show. Those guys don't buy that stuff. They, you know, they have semis that are backed up in the back of the, uh, you know, uh, co- uh, convention center or wherever it is at the arena up there. And uh, so there's a big difference. I'm putting out a big financial commitment uh, to have this show. And hopefully people show up. And those that do, I greatly appreciate, uh, you know, the, the their attendance as well as their support for not only this event but also this store that we have and this is be the 20th year of having Dakota Angler as well oh awesome, awesome. congratulations very cool thank you well yeah with that uh, Todd like I said uh, thanks for joining the show and uh, can't wait to see you November 13th through 15th sounds great guys hoping for a, a great crowd and uh, appreciate all the su- uh, support once again yep. you bet thanks Todd see you man you bet take care and that was Mr. Dakota Angler Matt, what is Sir Dakota Angler? Mr. Dakota <laughs> Angler. If I see him, if I see him at the show, I'm gonna I'm gonna be yelling at Adam, Mr. Dakota Angler. <laughs> and you can yell Sir Dakota Angler. That way he knows which which one of the morons from the podcast it is. That's right. <laughs> you don't want to get us confused. Uh, yeah, people be like, which one of, yeah, uh, which one of the morons is it? But if you're really wondering, Scott, me. I'm He's the one taller with, one. I'm the one with hair. <laughs> yeah, that's true. A little wow. bit, a little bit more well, of a I belly. Deserve it. A little I bit. Deserve yeah, that no one. kidding. After that I, freaking shot you took at me on Facebook. Yeah, I deserve that. I give you enough dirt crap. bag. See, that's the good thing about us. We can give each other crap, and we and we still remain uh, associates. You know, and I really have not given you much crap lately. No, I've been kind of disappointed. Well, there you got me there on I'm, that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a point over. The next probably week or two to just like make as many pictures, find as many <laughs> gifts, memes, whatever as I can. And then maybe like for the whole entire month of November, eh, maybe like November 15 through the end of November, every single day, you're going to wake up to a picture <laughs> every single day. Oh, just remember, you might have ammo, but I have more ammo sometimes with some of that stuff. So yeah, well. I mean, it should be fun to watch on Facebook. Either way, <laughs> it should be either a good way. War. I could, you know, I could be offended on that hair that hair joke and say it's like a genetic defect or something like that, <laughs> and you're making fun of me because of that. But no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I blame Joe Deitch for that one. Yep. <laughs> Come on, Joe, get your act together. He used to have a perm back in the day. I don't know what happened. Really? To all that hair? Oh yeah, I'll have to get you a picture sometime and show it to you. Did you ever do the shaggy hair, man? Yeah, I did. You did. I dyed it like pure blonde one time shut yeah and then grew it out and then grew it out down i'll try to find how long how long was it well it wasn't like real long long not as long as what my no it wasn't as long as yours but it was kind of for my standards it was pretty long did you have earrings no never did did. if i would have came home with one of those it would have been bad when we got the players and pulled it i came home with a fake one one time and he was not See, he wasn't my, impressed. My dad said the same thing, and I called this bluff. <laughs> Call, <laughs> called Leroy Sturman's bluff. I do not believe you. I came home with him and yep. did it in my buddy Andy's basement. Yeah, a little ice cube in a <laughs> no, 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 no. We were not even <laughs> straight, that high tech. <laughs> straight like, up, we're talking that. like grabbed a stud, grabbed the earlobe, and pop, <laughs> pop, popped going in, 
popped coming back out. Oh, yeah. And then I had big diamond big diamond studs that I threw in right away. Went to the basketball game at Heck yeah. high school basketball game. was freaking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> just just tough. My toughness like went through the roof with earrings. Oh, now if we did it, we'd have to put like some teardrops in there or something like that. It's... Yeah, it'd be sweet. It'd be <laughs> sweet. I would... I honestly, and, and, and in no way, shape or form am I talking trash on anyone with earrings. Like I I've had them, I had to take them out for my last job. My boss was like, Hey, you ain't wearing earrings. If you're working for me, you can wear them you know, when you're not working, but whatever. So I took them out and I, honestly, it just, it became such a pain to put them in, take them out, put them in, take them out. But I, I would, I would close the barbs on some fishing hooks and throw them <laughs> in there just for fun. Maybe we, you and Laura and I need to have a winter competition this year and the loser has to get a belly button ring <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know what the competition is and like i'm always up for competition but there is no way i wouldn't do it i honestly the other day i could i can actually still get earrings in i grabbed some of kayla's earrings and put them in the other day when <laughs> no, her family wait, was wait a minute <laughs> what are you doing Getting Kayla's stuff and putting it on, man. It was on the dresser, yet. You, you drip. Just, so you were just sitting there thinking, man, I wonder what I look like in Kayla's earrings. No, we were talking about earrings right. at at as her family was over, and I'm like, oh, I'll guarantee you, I can still get them in. And they're like, no, you know, they've been closed for so long. Because honestly, like, I haven't had them in for like three, four, five, six years. And uh, yep, no problem. Just went right on in they were telling me it's gonna get infected it's like are you kidding me like these piercings happened in andy's basement like <laughs> we need we need to see some fishing lures hanging from those ears then we'll cut the barbs off of a few and you want me to do it at ice institute a <laughs> couple <Walker>. of rappelas <laughs> that'll get some looks oh yeah yeah you know and then if i'm wearing a midwest angler podcast hat midwest angler podcast shirt uh no one will ever listen to us again. So, so then there's that. But uh, that's right. Yep. But uh, that's enough no. of that. Uh, whatever, whatever. But looking uh, forward to the show. Absolutely. The Ice Institute. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. And and honestly, guys, like he ain't just BSing around. Like when he's saying, "Get it while the getting's good." Right. Get it while the getting's good. I well, mean, we saw it on the open water season. What it right. was like when you it was tough to find some of the things that you needed no matter if it was on at the store online anywhere so if you're going to be there i mean definitely take advantage of it you bet i mean and and i mean whether it's whether it's there whether it's you know down at you know one of the bait shops in okaboji whether it's clear lake you know whatever um you know but uh, honestly like it, it's not it's not just a bluff to get you to buy something like if, if you're honestly eyeing something get it while you can because I tell you what, you know, and, and you know, with this warm up, it's going to be a little while again before we see ice. So right. I think like when there's not ice, people have a tendency to kind of put it off, put it oh, off, yeah. put it off. You know, another thing that you should be doing right now, dig those Vexlars out and uh, test out them batteries right. because make sure everything's all charged up. And you don't want to find, I, I mean, you know, and then just after you have it charged, flip your Vexlar, flip your Markham, whatever you own, flip it on. And just see how long that sucker's going to run for, because right. sometimes you think that you've got a good battery in there and it runs for twenty minutes and yep. then shuts off. You don't want to find that out the first, the first day, trip. first trip you want to go out. So uh, you know, get get that stuff. I mean, it's not a bad idea to just pull things off, make sure mice didn't get into it. Yep. You know, air Start it out in the garage, the air shacks. it out in the yard with a nice weather. Get her done. You know, good outside activity, because God knows we don't want to be raking right. and mowing make, lawn. Make sure that there's no uh, old wax worms. Waxworm containers in your uh, ice suit. 
<laughs> who had that problem? Uh, I don't know who that was. Uh, maybe me. <laughs> <laughs> the other night, a football game, cold football game, and uh, so I'm meeting Matt and, and a couple other buddies uh, down there, and all of a sudden I get a Snapchat of uh, waxworms that looked a little less than desirable. <laughs> a little mummified. <laughs> I was surprised they weren't flies, but... They're hard as a rock. It sounded like a rattle when I shook it around. They probably froze. Right. They probably froze while you were out there, and then I think they're toast yeah. after that. But, yep. uh, you know, yeah, that that is that is crazy. But that's why you need to start going through all your stuff and make sure everything's good to go. I don't, it's crazy. I clean out my shack, at you know, before summer at the end of the ice season and do all that stuff. But I guess I just forgot to check my pockets of my ice suit. Ramrod left a perch in well, his. Well, yeah, that's him. Yeah. Ramrod that literally left a perch in his ice shack the first time we went out last year because that's right. when he was still here uh shout out to ramrod but uh like i mean this thing stinks like i mean it is not good he literally found the skeleton and what was left of a perch from the year before that he had thrown in the bottom of his shack i mean don't be buying you stuff from Ramrod. I'll tell you that right now for free. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. It, Golly, how many episodes is that that we have not mentioned Ramrod? Right. It's been a while. But, I mean, I guess when, you, when, you, when you're greasy as he is, you don't know what that smell is when you're in the ice house all yeah, the time. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. You got a dead perch back I literally there. thought that was me. Yeah. <laughs> no. Man, all this time. Yep. But, uh, no, uh yeah, that's enough of that, whatever. But uh, like we uh, mentioned earlier, people have officially gotten out on the ice. They have. That's It's crazy to think that this early in October, I mean, we're not even, well, Halloween's behind us now, but uh, yeah, it's crazy. Right. Uh, it was early, uh, earlier in October. I mean, I sh- we can't even really say that when these guys got on the ice. But, uh, you know, like you said, Matt, uh, holy moly, this is the Halloween episode. Yeah. Well, Halloween. Oh, well, Halloween's and, going. Uh, yeah. It is what it is, but now yeah, no. But uh, Craig Oiler, Scott Olson, Chris Peters—they got out in the Black Hills. I've seen that uh, Jesse Jean was out in the Black yep. Hills. Um, uh, Brad Baker, Brad Baker down by—I Hermosa. think he's down by Hermosa. Yeah, yep. maybe on a pond or something like that. Yep, found some fishable ice. Um, who do you think they? Those three guys that went out there first. Who do you think they made walk out there first? Oiler. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's already dropped through once. He probably well. He there probably wasn't even question. They probably were. He just out in front of them going. Or you could do the old Chad Cummings trick and just chuck some rocks out yeah. there. Did you see that post today of those kids that were? Yeah, they had about like twenty rocks, like big ones. He said he went there. and confronted them. Yeah, which is good because I mean that they're making structure. Not not necessarily. <laughs> not always. I'm just. I, I know, know what you're saying. Good. I know it ain't good. But I mean. Yeah. Don't be a rock chucker is what we're saying. That's right. If 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 you if you don't trust yourself venturing out four foot off the bank to to knock a spud bar in, don't be chucking rocks oh, out there. And it's a good it, that's a good point you make right there, you know. Now's the time go buy a spud bar. Yeah. Hell make one. That's what I did. I mean, if I mean, if you have the means to make one, make one, do something to have that you can kind of you know, poke away at that ice in front of you to make sure that it's it's safe as you're walking out. So. Right. Nope. Mine is a official custom Sturman Spud Bar. Right. Well, and I, it, early ice, late ice. It's it's good to have them. Yep. Yep. 
But uh, no, yeah. Also, we've seen a couple people on Facebook uh, up North Dakota, Minnesota. Honest to goodness, I think if uh, if you'd had the right pond, even here in Northwest Iowa, I, right. I dare say that it, you could have pulled it off. There was two nights, uh, you know, that got well, well, well below freezing. And yeah. uh, I'm know, just not that much of a risk taker. I no, no. I'm. I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, I I, I just. I wanted to say, you know, I wanted to say I I was going to do it. Euler had told me uh, the Friday before they went out on on Monday, like the twenty, I don't know, twenty second or something like that. Yeah, something. But uh, he had told me that you know what he was going to do, he, you know, a few days before, and uh, uh, he he invited me to drive out. But uh, you know, the roads got pretty crappy, and and honestly, he told me I don't feel comfortable asking you or you know telling you you know hey come on out because. The Friday before, they only had three quarters of an inch of ice, right. and honestly, he he had found one pond that had three quarters of an inch, and another pond that just had a little skim, and they went to the first pond, the one that had three quarters of an inch, and the ice had gone, if anything, like the other way. It wasn't safe, and uh, the one that just had a skim, they ended up finding two and a half, three inches on that one. That's crazy. So you know, I mean, it and yeah, but the, when they got out there, it was negative twelve. I did see that. I mean, and, you Craig's, know, I, Craig's beard is not that gray. That was ice. <laughs> See, that's what I was wondering. There I might be a little comment, gray in that. No, you can take yeah. shots at Euler. That's oh, what this that. podcast all about. I know that. But, you know, those guys, we all know them. They all took this proper safety precautions. Oh, absolutely. Safety, suits, safety yeah. was the number one priority for them getting out there. So, And, and they weren't going to do it by themselves. Right. You know, and they got fish. They caught some fish, it looked like. So. Yeah, yep. Definitely cool to see them out on the ice this early. Yep, no doubt about it. Yeah, people up north. The biggest thing is just be careful out there. We all are getting antsy and want to go, but still always remember safety always, first. Always have a Matt Deitch in your group that you can send out first. That way if they fall in and they're not wearing a float suit, big loss. Right, but I have a float suit, so oh, too bad. You're going to have to rescue me. Well, them float suits, Matt, are very heavy. Don't wear your float suit on first ice. It's always important to put That's rocks a... in your pocket when you go out there early ice. Tie a brick to your ankle. That way, if you fall through, you'll stay. You know, your ankle at least be tied up to the top side of the ice. That's right. Holy moly. Somebody is going to do something stupid. These This day and age, you cannot even joke around about something right. like that. Oh, I heard it on the Midwest Angler podcast. Yeah, well, those this guys are freaking morons. <laughs> No, especially the one with Rappalas in his ears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, that that was a bad idea. I think I might go back and edit that out. <laughs> Put a per- perch talker. I could see you up there <laughs> no, with a couple perch that talkers. That was then absolutely not. Here you come in. Click, 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 click. I'm gonna kick you in the nuts, <laughs> Matt. Uh, I don't know what else we all had on the docket to talk oh, about. We're gonna talk about uh, Red Lake. They, oh, it looks like the yeah. Minnesota DNR did a little regulating on red on uh, red lake up there in minnesota yep their let walleye quick, let me quick uh look that up uh i think they changed it uh down to three limit a three walleye limit three walleye limit with and one over 17 with only inches. one over 17 and people are gonna go bananas oh they're gonna go yeah crazy i mean we're not gonna take any sides because maybe some of our listeners are against it uh I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't know the study. I don't know the reason for it, whatever. But uh, what I can say is that we did talk to one of our buddies who is a biologist with the Minnesota DNR, 
And uh, he said, you know, the fishery's been getting absolutely pounded the last few years right. during ice season, uh, you know, and uh, they just, they thought that that was the right decision. <clears throat> yeah, I I don't know. I, I can't tell you for sure. I guess I trust the guys that went to school for it. Um, I mean, and, and it's not like they said you can't keep any off there. I mean, you can still keep three, and I mean. What's the normal limit? Six in Minnesota. Six? Yeah. Six? See, that's, that's the thing that's. Holy moly. That's the thing that's always been crazy to me with Minnesota is that it's a six limit walleye, you know, six walleye limit. I've always kind of felt maybe they should do like a South Dakota and bump it down to like four. What's the possession? Uh, I I don't know if they got the I think it's like six. Okay. I okay. think that it, it doesn't like double the daily limit okay. or anything like that. I think that it might be that. Okay. So I mean, I, they got the know. lakes. I mean, they've got the they've got the fisheries. There ain't no uh, you know. I mean, there there's yeah whatever. But I mean, you think about that three fish under uh, a couple fish under seventeen inches, and if you want to keep an eighteen incher, I mean, yeah, go two days in a row and catch right. yourself, you know. Got you and your wife a bunch of meals, really. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. It, the people that the people that are probably going to complain about it the most is probably the ones that don't offend anybody. I'm not don't going to offend anybody. It is what it is. I mean, I like catching walleyes. It's not going to deter me from wanting to go up there and you know keep three and keep catching them and throw back catch and release, you know, and stuff yep. like that. So, yep, we need to make a trip up to Upper Red. Sometime. We do. They, uh, I think that. Uh, Maybe maybe it has something, you know, everybody talks about what the crappie fishing used to be like on Red Lake. And that really? thing got, oh, it used to catch some awesome crappies up really? there, big ones. And it, it just like with the walleye thing, it, it would get piss pounded year yep. in and year out. And now it's like you can't come across the good, every once in really? a while a person will catch a nice crappie or get into some up there. But it's not like it was. I can't remember. Like it, was. Huh. It, it never used to be. Nobody used to talk about the walleye fishing up there. It always used to be talking about the big crappies, the crappies that you go huh. up there and catch. And well, so even when it was in its crappie heyday, I bet you I know a guy who could go up there and not catch a damn crappie. Um, I know me too. That'd be me. <laughs> That'd be me because I suck at crappie. We're gonna get you on a good crappie bite this year. Well, I hope so. I, you know, they always talk about like Fort Thompson up in that slough area. You know, what on Lake Thompson, not Fort but Thompson. I, God dang it! Why do I get that so mixed up? I, I don't know. Did I? Did I tell the story yeah, about? Yeah. I don't know. You told me the story about I, that with yeah. Chris. So the, here's a quick story. Here's a quick story. So uh, here a couple weeks back, uh, we uh, if you guys listened to here a couple weeks back, me and Matt talked about going out to uh, the Missouri River, meeting up uh, with a couple of the dudes from Rapid City and and Dan Hogue with Code Snap and whatnot, and uh, we met up all, with all them guys uh, by Kennebec. And uh, if you don't know where Kennebec is, it's you know twenty twenty five miles. Uh, uh, west of Chamberlain. So I'm, I'm messaging with Chris Peters, who's from out in the Black Hills, him and his wife, Shantha, were coming down and, uh, Matt ended up fishing with them and, and whatever. But, uh, Chris is kind of the one that ringleaded this whole entire thing. So I'm messaging him and, uh, he's like, yeah, dude, uh, um, you know, you guys can come here to Kennebec, but, uh, you know, after that, we're going to go drive a little ways and, uh, um, you know, we're, we're going to head up to Thompson. And I'm like, what? So, I mean, here, here's us, you know, we're from on the east side of Sioux Falls by 35 minutes. And I'm like, this dude's staying in Kennebec next to the Missouri River, and he's going to drive all the way to Thompson? So I'm thinking Lake Thompson. I'm like, well, there ain't no point in us going all the way to Kennebec. And, you know, what the frick? Like, I mean, 
they got hours and hours. I mean, they must have intel on a hot, hot bite or whatever. So finally, you know, we're going back and forth, and I'm like, dude, like, we've got no reason to go to Kennebec. Like, we'll just meet you up there at Thompson. And he's like, well, no, no, just come on over to Kennebec. And it's like, well, I don't know if you don't understand the lay of South Dakota or what. But uh, then finally he's like, no, dude, I'm talking Fort Thompson. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm talking Lake Thompson. <laughs> so uh, just too many Thompsons in the state of South Dakota. <laughs> So uh, got it mixed up. At least we got it figured out. Yeah, no, everyone's probably like that was the stupidest story of all time. But I uh, think it was funny. Well, I mean, it was kind of funny if you were involved, I guess. So, but maybe if you're not involved and you're just trying to listen to a podcast and hear fishing stuff, and you're like, these dudes are freaking idiots. Like, and and you know what? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, uh, moving right along, Matt. Next thing up, major league fishing, which is your favorite form of fishing came out with their uh 2021 schedule did you have a chance to take a look at it i did see some of it okay uh i'm just gonna quick give everyone a really quick rundown because if anyone knows how i feel about major leagues fishing bass pro tour uh you know i'm not going to dwell on this for very long but uh the red crest which is like their bass master classic it is their championship from the year before it's february 23 through 27 Stage 1, March 21 through 26. Heavy hitters, April 9 through 14. Stage 2, April 30 through May 5. I'm already getting bored of this. I've said what I need to say. That's that. Did you notice Stage 1 on Sam Rayburn Reservoir, Jasper, Texas, March 21 through 26? Did you notice that? Uh Uh-uh. March 21. Is that the Bassmaster Classic? Oh, yeah, that's just the Bassmaster Classic. Growing the sport, Matt, growing the sport. Major League Fishing is growing the sport, knowing that the Bassmaster Classic has the biggest expo where all the sponsors, all the anglers, everybody, it doesn't matter what trail you fish, everyone meets at the Bassmaster Classic Expo because the people come, the people want to see the anglers, the people want to see the products that they're using, and by growing the sport, we decided that we were going to put stage one well, right on top of the Bassmaster Classic. Especially when they're moving the Red Crest. It used to be at the end of their season. Right. Now they are doing... I mean, I loved how when they first started it, it was like totally... Everything's going to be different than Bassmaster, than Bass. You know, everything's going to be different than Bass. That's why we're marketing ourselves this way. But slowly but surely, everything is coming back, and they're starting to do everything exactly the, the same. Five. The Big Five. The Big Five. They officially killed FLW... And now it's rebranded under the MLF umbrella as the Big Five. Yeah. The Big Five, because they're going to weigh five fish. Yeah. Uh, it's Wait, just, that that hurts fish so bad. Like, uh, it's so... Uh, they, and then I don't... Like the whole March 21 through the 26th, I mean, that many days. I've tried to follow it, and it's just like this day this person's fishing, that day this these people are fishing, and then... If they win this day, they go on to this day, and then there's an elimination round. And it's just like, you know what? Give me my four-day tournament, or even with the Bassmaster Classic, a three-day tournament. This is what it is. After a couple days, we're going to cut it down to this. The final day is going to be the final ten. Uh, yeah. That's what it should be. Right. That's what it should be. Now, I want to know, Matt, uh, say you've got Matt's Tackle Company, and you sponsor... Uh, we're going to say Edwin Evers and you've already paid to have a booth at the expo, the expo for the Bassmaster classic. 
and you're expecting Edwin Evers to be there because he's your guy. Right. And now he ain't going to be there. Yeah. Who knows? He's probably There's probably some contractual thing with MLF that you know says that if he doesn't go there to fish it, they'll burn his house down. I don't know. It, it's MLF. that stupid, man. It is that freaking stupid. But if, if you don't think it's that stupid, look at the Opens. Right. Look at the opens. Look You're at the guys. A lot of MLF anglers. A lot of MLF guys trying there's, to qualify. We keep talking about this. Pretty soon, you're going to start seeing a few more every year coming back to bass. Yep. I I don't know. I said it right from the very get go. You did. And you know, I was one of these guys. Like, as crazy as it sounds, well, I've talked about it before. I got into bass fishing. I got into the tournament bass fishing. I got into Bassmaster after this split had already happened. So all the guys that are the lesser known guys on Bassmaster are the big guys for me. Right. You know, and 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 it, it just is what it is. But well, we've talked about it before. Whenever I mentioned Kevin Van Dam, you know, to me, he's like the greatest bass fisherman to have been around. And you're kind of like. Okay, who's Kevin Van Dam? All I mean, right. you know I mean, his accomplishments right. I, I mean, and stuff I know like who that. He is. But, I know he's a big deal. I mean, he's but, the he's the guy that put the northern fishermen on the map. But uh, like truly, I mean, well, I might walk across the room to give him a handshake. But uh, I mean, I wouldn't. I I mean, I know I should. But uh, you know, if if any of the elite series guys were sitting at the end of a dock and on the other end on the other side of the dock was Kevin Van Dam and they said, "Hey, you can hop in with either of us." I'm probably going to hop in with the Elite Series guy just because I know, you know. Right. I mean, I, I know who they are. You know, I mean, I should get in with Kevin Van Dam because I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say I, I don't think he's well, no, you're not one of the best of all like time. But uh, I just don't have any real connection to him. You right. know, I mean, it just, he is who he is. That's, right. That, it, it, I mean, it, yeah, it's just like now, like we've used the basketball analogy before where like some of us are like, oh, Michael Jordan, you know, he's the best. Right. And, and some of the kids are like, well, yeah, we know that he was good and stuff like that, but he's never, I mean, LeBron is the man. And stuff. Right. So, I mean, it's just, yeah. It is. It is what it is. So, all right, Matt, I think we have come to the point in the show where the good news stories, you want me to go first? I'll go first. Go ahead and go first. I'm going to give a shout out to our last guest, Corey Studer, for uh, yep. giving away some Vexlar hats during our last episode. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty cool of him to do that. Uh, it's always neat when guests, we've had some guests give away some pretty cool stuff over our almost two years now doing this, right? Two years? It's like two years, like right stinking right. now. Like so I any mean, day now, I, I'm going to have to figure that out. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool when they come on there and do that. So big shout out to him for, you know, allowing our loyal listeners the opportunity to win some cool swag. Absolutely. You want to know what the really cool thing about that is? He uh, he originally um, he originally said that he would send out uh, some hats and, and some sun buffs or whatever to two people. What ended up that he actually missed one guy, so yeah. he ended up sending it out to three people. And uh, so that that was pretty cool. You know, I mean, he could have you know just said, well, no, whatever. But, right. Uh, no, he he did the he did the cool thing or whatever, and. Uh, did did you you want me to tell you where that Vexlar actually came from? Where? The name? The word Vexlar comes from the days of the Roman Empire. During a battle, the troops were directed to rally around a Vexlar. Like a flag on a pole, the Vexlar was much more since it is also contained symbols and markings that gave instructions to the troops on the battlefield. So yes, yeah, huddle cool. around the Vexlar when you're battling. Yep. 
the fish battling that bluegill or the enemies that's right so no that's pretty sweet yeah it was cool so and thanks for to all the listeners who emailed him and got entered into it was early in the morning that uh that they that they started cracking them so that's way cool thanks for listening you bet uh my good news story is uh the man sitting off to my left right now matthew deitch uh Cold Snap, if you haven't already seen, came out with green toothpicks. So if you uh, if you don't have one yet, get one in your arsenal because you need one of all the colors. Matt That's normally right. runs pink, but I think he could end up running per, or, uh, uh, green this year. And like a real nice neon green. But uh, that was a shameless plug. I, I, we didn't get paid for that. Uh, <laughs> just whatever. But uh, So with these green toothpicks, our buddy Matt actually gave some uh, to some do some some uh, students of his uh, at Central Iron School here, and uh, these dudes are some stinking sticks. I mean, they 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 are down fishing. I I've literally driven to work like at six fifteen in the morning and seen Ethan cruising on his bike with his fishing pole heading down to the river, and uh, he he was one of the uh, dudes who got one, and uh, another another guy here in town that's uh, another kid. I mean they're. 9, 10, 11 yeah, year old fourth dudes and, and sixth grader. Fourth and sixth graders and I mean these we, dudes catch more fish than oh, a yeah. lot of people. We, we we've talked about it before. I talk to those guys every day about something fishing related and it was pretty cool this morning they came into school the next day after I gave them to them and the one the sixth grader came up and was just like hey you know thanks for doing thanks for that and stuff like that he's like i can't wait to use it he's like you know that's really going to be really good on bluegills like trying to get them out that's and it's exactly like, what that's it's good right, on, man. man and then a little bit later the fourth grader he had pe too and he came up to me right away and he's like hey that thing you gave me yesterday works out really dang good i used it on a two pound bass last night down at the river and i was like heck yeah and for it was you guys like that 20, 20 degrees. It's like 20 degrees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was darn cold out and he was like I'm going down to the river tonight. So I mean that just proves what kind of fishermen these two kids are. I mean for their age, I mean they love it, they live it and they breathe it. So. That's awesome. That is way So yeah, cool. that was pretty cool that they you know and they appreciated the fact that they got it and I know with those two that they're going to get a ton of use out of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. By next year they're going to have to upgrade because uh they're going to have them things burned out. <laughs> yeah. So all right. Well, I've had enough, uh, Matt, for one episode. That's right. I don't. It's like you. I just saw you here last week, and we were it doing just this. Seems like it. Last week was it? Last week <laughs> for ninety-seven straight times. Ninety-seven straight weeks. All right, that's it. We're out of here. See ya.